What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's. We are three guys who are officially ready for the holidays with nothing better to do. I'm Matt Johnson, and let me tell you, when a 70-year-old Tim Allen shows up on your screen, you know it's time for Christmas. I'm Keith Baker, and I'm wondering if Curtis is dead. That's how big of a Santa Claus fan you are, Keith. Nobody except me knows who you're even talking about. <laughs> and I'm Austin Terry, and I have no plans to watch another episode of the show. Wow, that's fun, huh? <laughs> All right, well, on today's show, of course, we are kicking off the holiday season by talking about the legacy sequel to the Santa Claus franchise with the Santa Clauses over on Disney+. Plus. But first... Do you think you have what it takes to be Santa? If you found yourself in Scott Calvin's position in like 1995 and you accidentally caused Santa to fall off a roof and you had to then become Santa, would you be good at it? I can 100% say I would not be good at it uh, because I hold grudges. So Mm. if you're a four-year-old brat and I give you a lump of coal, who's to say when you're eight years old that you still don't deserve that lump of coal? If you get a coal once from me, you're getting coal for the rest of your childhood. Wow. Interesting. No, I, I think they would probably fire me. Like I would do it one night, but then I would probably like slip some whiskey into that hot chocolate that that one elf gives him, you know, when he first mm, goes there. Right. And then they'd be like, oh, this dude, like he's he's partying too much. He's not going to be a good, good Santa. They're like offering me candy and stuff. I'm like, no, just give me like a Coors Light or something like that. <laughs> it would be like prison. The elves would come to you in the middle of the night with their pillowcases stuffed with rocks and they would beat you to death. Yeah. Oh really? my god, that'd be wow, scary I, as shit. <laughs> I didn't realize they were, you know, that violent. I do, I do like picturing now like elves coming up, Hey Santa, do you want some peppermint? And Keith is like, do you have whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> Austin, though, you might have come up with a good idea, like a good movie idea, like a creepy movie idea where like person is being held against their will to be Santa and the elves are like these like creepy creatures that are that would be I mean, funny. holding them at the North Pole. That's literally what they've done to Scott Calvin for 28 years now. Right. Yeah. Right. Forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> what about you, Matthew? Would you be a good Santa Claus? You know, I think I can say confidently that I would definitely be the best out of the three of us. Yeah. Um, that's true. For sure. But I still don't think I'd be particularly good at it. <laughs> 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 I... I honestly think I would follow Scott Calvin's path pretty solidly. Like, I would become Santa against my will, and I would absolutely resent it at first. I'd probably eventually embrace it, and then there's going to be some crazy twist or, oh, hey, Santa, you have to find a wife, and you only have two weeks to do it. And that's where I would fall apart. There's no way I could do it. I couldn't convince Elizabeth Mitchell to marry me in two weeks. <laughs> so that would be where I would fall apart in fortune. But when it comes to my other duties, you know, checking that list, making sure I do it twice, delivering presents, having a good time, eating some cookies, I'm down for that for sure. I think of the three of us, though, uh, you have me struggling with grudges. You have Matt struggling with commitment. And Keith then alcoholism. You Keith who, yeah, then you, then you, just have, you just have Keith who sounds like he's a drunk. Uh, I, think, I think of the three of us, me and Matt are the most qualified to be Santa Claus. But hey, that doesn't mean I wouldn't want to see Keith do it, though. I'm not saying that. <laughs> you'd just see him. You'd see him. You'd see his sled land on a rooftop and just whiskey <laughs> bottles fall out of it. <laughs> well, the big twist, though, is Keith was actually the Santa before Scott Calvin, because oh. he was the one that like Scott Calvin just like kind of called, like said, hey, man, what are you doing on my roof? And the guy was so drunk that he ended up that happened and he just fell off and died. I guess that would be Keith. Keith stepped out of the sled and he was like, 
uh, what? And then he <laughs> fell off the roof. <laughs> I was uh, 80s Santa. Well, you know, prequel series called, you know, The Keitha Claus coming to Disney Plus next year. I'm excited. Well, guys, I know I, for one, am excited to be here talking about a new addition to the Santa Claus franchise. We have not gotten a new entry in the Tim Allen Santa Claus franchise since, like, what, 2000. Five or six. So I don't know what happened over the last 16 years where they said, hey, man, let's do another one. (laughs) He's like 70 years old. They couldn't get most of the cast to come back. They introduced a bunch of new characters. It's a weird ride. They're like, hey, Disney Plus exists now. Do you want to throw it on there? And they're like, all right. Hey, do you want to make a movie? It's like, no, no, let's make a six episode miniseries. It's like, what? <laughs> Who signed <laughs> off on that idea? What a bold choice. There's no better way. I've said it once. I'll say it again. You cannot kick off the holidays in better fashion than Tim Allen on your screen in a really horrific wig and fake beard. So let's get into it, guys. Austin and Keith, let everyone know what your expectations were going in, as well as your non-spoiler thoughts on the Santa Clauses. And usually that is my little preface. But Keith, please, I'm, I'm excited you're back on the podcast because it's been a couple of weeks, but I do want to give Austin an extra special preface, if you don't mind. Austin is somebody, Keith, that does not share our love for this franchise. He thinks the That's first- That's true. Well, hold on. Hold on. He thinks the first Santa Claus is fine. You know, it's okay. But the second one, ooh, if you remember our holiday bracket from last year, so the Santa Claus 2 came out of nowhere. And bit Austin and he just fell in love. Like Cupid Zero would hit him and he's like, I love the Santa Claus too more than my own wife. So he has not seen the third one. So even though, Keith, I want to hear your thoughts, Austin's thoughts on this, they're going to be incredible. I'm excited to hear them. Yeah. So the Santa Claus 2 for me is the best of the franchise. And I haven't seen the third one. I'm assuming it's terrible. (laughs) Um, So that's where I'm at with the franchise. But the thing with the Santa Claus 2 is they did a great job building out the world and actually telling me an interesting story for a movie that stars Tim Allen as Santa Claus. I was like, holy shit, I'm actually into this. Uh, (laughs) So going into the show, my only hope was at least make it charming and at least like tell me a new story about Santa Claus. And it did neither of those things for me. Um, There's definitely like the Tim Allen effect here where they're trying to take a shot at political correctness. And I think that's okay. I think you can do that. Um, the issue for me is there's there's a lot of jokes you can make about political correctness. However, the jokes they're making in the show are not funny. So for me, the show is cringe. Um, so I, the comedy doesn't work for me. The most interesting part of the story is there's a, a Mrs. Claus experiencing an identity crisis, but she doesn't have enough screen time so far. Uh, so I, I don't really know where they're headed with that. The new characters feel very jarring to me. Um, overall, I just found this to be a very cringy watch. Um, and I, I don't have any plans to continue my time with the show because I did not enjoy the first episodes uh, that much. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I think the show is pretty bad. I would probably say it's one of the worst to come out this year. But then we also still have She-Hulk to contend there. Oh, so uh, I'm stuck dick. between the two of those. <laughs> <laughs> ah, come on, Keith. Get in there. Get, you get in there because Austin just pissed me off. <laughs> All right. Well, jumping into Santa Claus. Where do we where do we even start? I don't know. Um. I'll just start with my quick love for the original franchise, Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3. As a kid, always liked those, as y'all know. Um, Santa Claus 2 is definitely up there, um, kind of with Austin and Matthew. That's, a, that's definitely like the peak of it. So going into the Santa Claus show, I proposed to my family that oh. like, hey, we should watch this all together since we all love the Santa Claus movies. 
Not a good idea. Not even five minutes in, my dad was like, I can't do it. And I was like, yeah, we can stop watching it now. And I went and went ahead and watched it by myself. <laughs> <After. laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> no, it really was. I was like, damn. It's like, yeah, I was like, I really don't want to watch it either. We ended up, we ended up putting on uh, Andor instead. There you go. There you go. That's a, that's a good choice. <laughs> then I sadly had like later that night, I had to watch it by myself. <laughs> Just Keith alone in his bedroom with Tim Allen. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> with his terrible prosthetics on his face. Ugh. His face in this show looks like the robot from Santa Claus 2. I don't know it, what they did. That's such a good point. He looks Actually, like the toy yeah. version. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of with Austin. It's it, A lot of the jokes, you know, fall short. And it's, they're being said by a kid, too. So it's kind of even weirder that way. Yeah. It's like, okay. They're being said by a kid, and then there's a 70-year-old man reacting to it. So it's like, <laughs> what, what is this dynamic? And, and, and Tim Allen definitely comes back, like, I think in a pretty good way as far as, like, as far as him being his Scott Calvin character, you don't think he's changed it at all. But then all the new characters, like his kids that come in or kind of whatever, they're dorky and everything. It was just kind of cheesy. So maybe, I don't know, we're going to get into it later, but I think this is definitely more of like a, a kid-friendly show and not so much like a nostalgic-seeking show <laughs> that we were maybe looking for. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely there with you guys. I mean... I think the best thing I can say about the show is it's kind of, you know, cute and inoffensive. But I think that also kind of goes to your guys' point that it's it's very kid-friendly. And that's kind of that weird thing that I think a lot of us have to, you know, contend with as we get older. Because like Keith, I am such a huge fan of the Santa Claus trilogy. Like, it was a big deal for me as a kid. And even as I get older and I watch them, I find a lot to like in them, even though they're not, like, you know, great things. But then whenever they introduce this brand new thing for you as as for me, almost a 30 year old man, it's like, OK, I mean, this is for kids. I'm sure they'll have fun with it, but uh, it's not really working for me. So to jump in there really quick. There also there was a thing there, though, of, OK, who is this show for? Yeah, because kids today did not grow up with the Santa Claus trilogy. Yeah. So who did they make this for? Is it for us who are nostalgic for it? Is it for kids today that want to find a newfound love for the Santa Claus? Maybe. I, I don't know who this is supposed to be for. I don't I don't think if you're a kid today and you and you don't have a love for the Santa Claus trilogy, I don't think you're going to care about this show because you've got other things out there like Spidey and his amazing friends or Porn. like there's other things that are better than this. Porn. That's a great <laughs> point. Um, there's a lot of things you can spend your time with here. Uh, and you don't have to spend it with 70-year-old with Tim Allen in a Santa Claus costume. Unless that's the porn you're watching, then maybe you want this. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, like I, I, I thought it was okay. I think there were things to like. I think the performances, for the most part, were fine. I will say, I think the best moment was whenever Tim Allen fell off the roof at the end of episode one. I was like, oh, okay, compelling little setup there. Like I was like, is he dead? Are they? Is someone going to take over now? Just like how he took over? That's kind of fun. And then they kind of backtracked on it. Like I don't know. I don't have much to say about this show. I thought it was goofy. I thought it was. Like, pretty bad. It doesn't look very good. There are some fun moments here and there. I think Tim Allen, obviously, he is who he is. But his reactions to things make me laugh. And he's always made me laugh with how he reacts. Like, that's the part of his, like, shtick and comedy that works for me. Like, he just has, like, a good voice for that. Um, but I don't know. There was just something off here. And I think my main problem is if they had just made, like, a 90-minute movie called the Santa Clauses or the Santa Claus 4, I think we would have had like a decent time with it. Like we could have been in and out. It's just the episodic format and like the way they're telling the story and knowing that there's four more episodes, 
like it just seems like a weird way to tell the story. I don't know. Like if they had like done more character developing in these initial episodes, maybe I could have at least said, okay, they made it a TV show so we could get to know the characters more. But I feel like I don't know his new kids at all. Um, some of like the political stuff that you guys mentioned did make me giggle. Like some of it I thought was decently well done. Austin, you mentioned the Mrs. Claus stuff. Like that felt, you know, kind of poignant and like kind of like a good angle to take this show in. So that part of it worked. But most of the other stuff was just cringe, like you said. And oh, my God, if you have like if you're just like an old person and you don't know what VR is, do not make jokes about virtual reality. I was like (laughs) bashing my head against the wall, watching them go like with his like son, like I'd rather live in the VR. And every time he takes it off, he's like, whoa, where am I? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) That was so stupid. VR today is not that far along. You definitely (laughs) can still differentiate between reality and virtual reality. Long story short, I know we want to move on here. I thought there was things to like, but overall, kind of a drag. Not very good. (laughs) You do have a good point about the way Tim Allen reacts to stuff. I I think that's the funniest part of this show is his reactions. He's he's very good at slapstick. He's kind of in that Chevy Chase vein of that era of comedy where they're they're good at physical comedy. They're good at reacting things. They're good at playing off of improv. Um, I do think his jokes are a bit out of touch for today's world. Bit, I, yeah. I think if you go if you go back and watch the original trilogy, there is a nostalgia there. There's a charm there, but they still do feel out of date. And it kind of feels like they took this show that probably would have been a hit in the 90s and made it today. And it just feels out of touch. And I think that's the that's my thing with the show. It just feels out of touch. And I have no compelling reason to go finish the show because I'm not very interested in the story they presented to me. Yeah. It's not like it's a very different story. I mean, all three of the Santa Claus movies, at least part of it has to deal with Santa having to contend with either embracing the identity, passing it on to someone else, or like doing some grand new task in order to ensure that he can keep doing it. And this one's big, like, not twist. It's just its big kind of thing is just like oh i gotta retire and give it to someone else it's like okay i mean that's fine but it's not super compelling because you've kind of already teased this stuff and done it before so it's just more of the same honestly okay well i think we're all kind of in the same place but just before we go into spoilers here is there any do we have any reason to recommend this show for anybody that hasn't watched the premiere yet because i personally i would say skip it um yeah i think if you're Guys like us who grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, definitely skip it. I would recommend it maybe for people who have like little kids, maybe, because they're not going to understand any of the jokes anyway. So maybe they just want to see Santa on screen with like elves and stuff. It'd be fun for them. But that's about it. Yeah, I'd be very curious if like little kids enjoy the show, because I guess I could say that the show does a decent job of like, it's not required viewing to watch the original trilogy to watch this. So it's like maybe like a young kid just watches it to like see Santa, see elves, see like, you know, fun shit like that. Maybe so maybe they'll like it. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, going back to Keith's point, like if you're like a diehard fan of this like franchise like me, you might get some fun moments with Tim Allen. But that's pretty much it. And other. Yeah. So I I can't really recommend it. Like I didn't hate myself or like want to die while watching it, but that's not really high praise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, that's, if that's the bar a lot of things clear that <laughs> right so it's not good i had some laughs and some fun ones here and there i yeah. guess the final thing i could say before we get into spoilers just like i don't think this is a good thing but unlike austin i will keep watching it and i will watch to the end to see what happens but that's just because 
man, I like Tim Allen as Santa Claus. I like this franchise. I have nostalgia for it, so I got to see it through, but I'm not super happy about it. <laughs> but the reason for that is because your your form of self-harm is watching shows that you don't need to keep watching. <laughs> that is very true. I watched six and a half seasons of Arrow, four and a half seasons of Flash, two and a half seasons of Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I have a problem. You're guys. current on, on Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Well, Austin, actually, I might that might be a sign that I'm taking a turn for the better because season four of Titans came out on HBO Max and haven't checked it out yet. But I, did I know watch, you're going I to. Did, I did watch the first three seasons, though. <laughs> I would. I bet you watched the trailer and were like, eh, maybe I should check that out. I did have that reaction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for all three of us, it's 2022. We're out of COVID. There's a big focus on taking care of yourselves. If you don't like a show, just stop watching it. Right. Spend your time doing something else you enjoy. I say that as someone who who hated She-Hulk and still finished it, though. Yeah, so I know. See, maybe I need to take my own advice. We're <laughs> not all perfect. We're not all perfect. And that is the perfect transition by saying we're not all perfect. And this show is far from perfect because it's time to get into spoilers. If you have not watched the first two episodes of The Santa Clauses on Disney+, Plus, go check it out and come on back. But before you check out, I will say, quite literally... Just stick around. You are not missing anything. Uh, there, There's nothing about this show that will surprise you. So actually, don't watch it. That's going to be the first time I recommend <laughs> that. Do not watch this show, but just stick around and listen to our conversations. I guarantee you, you'll have more fun than watching the actual show. So don't worry about being spoiled. We're going to have a fun time. All right. Well, welcome to spoiler territory, everybody. I should even call it spoiler territory. Uh, there is nothing to spoil here. But you know what? It's not going to change how we do our show because we like how we do our show. So Austin and Keith, as always, hit me with the casting crew. Who is behind this masterpiece? All right. So the monster behind the Santa Claus show, <laughs> uh, it's created by Jack Burdett, who is a producer and screenwriter who you may know from Frasier, 30 Rock, The Mindy Project, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Modern Family, and Tim Allen's Last Man Standing. The first two episodes were directed by Jason Weiner, who you may know from New Girl, Modern Family, and 1600 Pen. And these episodes are written by Jack Burdett, Katie Colleton, and Katie O'Brien. And our score for the show is composed by Ariel Reichstadt, and based on The Santa Claus by Leo Benavute and Steve Rudnick. All right, and going to our cast, we have Tim Allen, of course, returning as Scott Calvin, The Santa Claus. Elizabeth Mitchell returning as Carol Calvin, Mrs. Claus. Actually, we don't know if she has a first name as Mrs. Claus, right? Yeah, what a weird... It's Carol. Yeah. What, a, oh, yeah, it's what Carol. a weird thing. Yeah, the show handled That's that literally in a her name. way. Like, I kept saying, I think it's Carol. <laughs> and uh, we have Austin Kane as Cal, Elizabeth Allen Dick as Sandra, Matilda Lawler as Betty, Devin Bright as Noel, Rupali Red as Grace Chosky, and we got Eric Lloyd returning as Charlie Calvin, oh, and yeah. Cal Penn as Simon Chosky. All right, guys, there's our cast and crew. Any positives, any negatives, what do we got? Well, Austin, you have to start. As much as I want to give a negative for oh. this show, I am going to be in the Christmas spirit here and give a positive I to like Elizabeth it. Mitchell as Carol Calvin, Mrs. Claus. Um... She's the best part of Santa Claus 2 for me, and I think for the most part, she retains that into the Santa Claus's show. I think she has the best comedic delivery so far in these first two episodes. I think she's very charming. Uh, she has a very warm presence about her on screen. And if she was the focal point of this show, I actually think I would be interested in seeing more. Uh, she's not. She's a side character, but I still really enjoy her performance. We talked a lot of 
a lot of shit at the beginning, but I mean, I I do enjoy Tim Allen coming back, and I and I do think he does a good job of reprising his role as Santa Claus, Scott Calvin. I mean, he's exactly the same, which is which is cool. He didn't really change too much about his character, um, so that was appreciated. And I guess another another um, uh, positive I'll shout out is Devin Bright as Noel. I kind of mm-hmm. like I kind of thought this kid was kind of funny, just like his his reactions to Tim Allen doing funny things like on the roof or almost dying and all that kind of stuff. Like the the acting for a lot of these like elves are not like the, it's not outstanding, but I thought his I thought his performance is just kind of funny and yeah. goofy. So I appreciated it. I enjoyed the most his interactions with Betty, who is his yeah, wife. His uh, wife. Oh yeah, have, that they was actually have too. really good chemistry, and I, I thought their moments were fun. I thought that was fun too. Yeah, I don't really have anyone here. This might be the first <laughs> time I'm at a loss. I mean, they're all fine, right? I mean, I'm a big Cal Penn fan. I, I think his character is fine for now. I'm sure they're setting him up for more down the line. It's just you know. I mean, it's obvious <laughs> he's yeah. going to be the Santa Claus. Yeah, that's what it seems to be. He's going to have an arc, which. Could actually be an interesting arc, you know, if he finds out Santa's real, and which he's going to, clearly. He's going to the North Pole at the end of episode two. But then he's probably going to do it wrong, but then by the end he does it right. So that could be compelling, but we haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. I, I think he's good in the show, I guess. I don't know. Everybody's fine. I think my main shout-out is going to be actually for... Uh, this is the first time I've given a shout out to the based on credit to Leo Benvenuti and Steve Rudnick because they created the Santa Claus and that's a great movie. So I'll shout them out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I was drastically impressed because the CGI in this show is way better than that trilogy. I'll wow. tell you that. I'll tell you that. I was. OK, that's interesting. I was going to ask you about that, Austin. Cause, I mean, I still think the CGI is very bad, but I think it's because it's, bad. it's a it's a Disney Plus show that clearly the budget was like like $15 because they were like, <laughs> nobody wants a Santa Claus four to come out 16 years after the last one. But so it's bad for That's 2022 whole generation. They missed, but it, they really did, but it is better than the others. And that was the first thing I thought about because whenever we talked about Santa Claus one and two, a year apart on our brackets, Austin was like, these look terrible. <laughs> and, and you weren't wrong. But so, and you know what? I was watching for it when, because the show opens up with Santa and the sleigh. And I was like, holy shit, Tim Allen got a budget for a Santa Claus thing. Yeah, just for that scene. Um, <laughs> all right, well, you know what the three of us thought. Let's get on to the biggest surprise here, the critical reception. Uh, the Santa Claus has received mixed but also positive reviews and currently holds an approval rating of 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Praise went toward the coziness. I saw that word a lot with this show. Some clever humor here and there and the nostalgia-infused content, although there was a lot of criticism which went toward most of the cringy humor that we talked about and the need to tell the story in a television format as opposed to something more short-form like a movie because it seems like that people thought they haven't justified this um, different format, essentially. So any thoughts there before we move on? I think this might be the first time on this show that I agree with the negatives and completely disagree with the positives from the critics. Uh, there's no coziness to this show for me. The Santa Claus trilogy has a certain charm and gets you in that Christmas spirit. Yeah. That's not there for me so far in this show. I have no Christmas spirit from this show. I just kind of feel like Tim Allen's a crudgeny old man that like refuses, like he feels out of touch with society. And that doesn't really feel... Uh, in the Christmas spirit for me. Like, he doesn't feel like a warm and cozy Santa Claus. And I actually felt like we got that from the Santa Claus too. Uh, so I, I completely disagree with that. I think this show really lacks the Christmas spirit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of cozy in a sense that it's still at the North Pole and all that. But 
I agree. It's not as cozy as the uh, original trilogy where, like, especially in the first one, when he first gets to the North Pole that Christmas night and the little elf makes him hot chocolate and it's like really like dark and cozy, like in the, in like the Santa's house and all that the kind of stuff. The set design of those movies was really good. Yeah, it was. And here, not so much. And, and the time jumps too, kind of mess it up too. Like it goes by a year and like a yeah, minute in the show. Very weird. So yeah. it doesn't feel Christmassy. It's just like, oh, okay, this, it's just time jumping from one Christmas to the next Christmas and all that. I think we're already in our round table, so I'm just going to dive yeah, into this. Just, um, yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. So this is our roundtable. This is the part of the show where we open it up to broader conversation about our main topic. The main topic for this week is, of course, the Santa Clauses. Um, and I think the humor for this show, they miss the charm of the original trilogy, which is a lot of that charm comes from Tim Allen, who is Santa Claus, interacting with everyday people who don't believe Santa Claus exists. And they've kind of removed that element from the show because all of his interaction right now comes with him interacting with the elves. And I think we're missing... That kind of like one of the best parts of Santa Claus one is when he goes back to his sales meeting and he's gained all this weight and he looks like Kris Kringle. Like yeah. there's those charming elements that are really funny and like there's nothing controversial about it. Like it's just a funny scene. Um, regardless of where you stand on the political spectrum, you can look at that and say that's really funny. Whereas if you look at some of the jokes they're trying to make in this show, it just feels like they're trying to take a stand and it doesn't feel like it's a show for everybody. Um, and, I, and I think they are kind of missing a lot of that charm that the original movies had in it. And I also appreciate like the sweet side of charm because like I genuinely think the moment in the Santa Claus too, like of course is the premise ridiculous where it's like Santa, we didn't realize you need to find a Mrs. Claus and you have to do it in X amount of time or you can't be Santa anymore. Like it's fucking stupid. That doesn't change the fact that Tim Allen and Elizabeth Mitchell, like you said, also had great chemistry and that scene where he goes with her to like that, not a PTA meeting, but it's almost like a Christmas party for the staff of the school. Yeah, and the he uses, he uses the scene. last of his magic to give every one of the teachers a gift that they always wanted. And then she doesn't know how he did it because she doesn't know he's Santa. And he won't say how he did it. He just like really tried hard to like, you know, do something nice for her and the people. And she's like, wow, that's really cool. So it's. Like, there's a sweetness to those movies that is lacking here, unfortunately. And I have to wonder if the element of, um, I also agree with you, like, with, with Scott interacting with everyday people, we haven't seen any of that yet, really, with, a, I guess, the exception of Charlie's wife. Um, but that was always such a fun part, you're right, of the original movies. And I think we're going to get that in the next episodes, like, whenever they ended this one with um, Cal Penn getting transported to the North Pole. Like, we're going to get that stuff, but that's another reason why this probably should have been, like, a short movie because we would have gotten to that stuff much quicker and here it's like drawn out for no particular reason unfortunately and there's no way i'm like ending this show and going i can't wait till next tuesday when another episode of the santa claus it's just not yeah it's just not a weekly show like if you wanted to make a six episode miniseries fine but you should have just dropped it all at once because even though i love this franchise the idea of like wow can't wait till next yeah, next week to watch episode four of the Santa Claus. Like, what a <laughs> weird idea. Like, just seems bizarre to me. Now that we're actually talking through, like, what worked and what didn't, it's making me realize that even though I, I wouldn't say any of the Santa Claus trilogy are, like, amazing movies, I do think that first one is actually a great Christmas movie because it tackles a real it's a classic it's a classic but at the core of that story it is about 
a father put in a single father. Well, he's not single. He has, you know, he's divorced, a divorced father who's put into an impossible situation while still trying to appease his super young child. And it doesn't go well until the ending. And obviously it's funny because that's the plot of it. But really, you're neglecting the Santa Claus angle, which is like, oh, OK, that's interesting. And the Santa Claus, too, we already talked about that a lot. But I think what I'm getting at is the reason those first two movies in particular really work is because the relationship between Scott and Charlie is super compelling at the heart of that movie. It kind of pulls at your heartstrings whenever you watch Charlie's mom and Judge Reinhold as Neil, iconic Neil. Um, they pull Charlie away from Scott for reasons that you actually understand because it, to them and the world, it looks like Scott is trying to make himself look like Santa Claus to appeal his child, which is, of course, ridiculous. Uh, but it, it turns out he actually is Santa Claus. My point being, their relationship is super sweet and it's actually kind of deep. And then you skip seven years whenever like the Santa Claus 2 came out and Charlie's much older and he's like a pretty mature young person. And it's it's interesting to watch uh, Scott come back from the North Pole, kind of he's clearly he has this weird relationship with Charlie where he has to like go back and forth. But now Neil and his ex-wife have had another uh, have had a daughter and now she's super young. Like she's like Charlie's age from the original, but she has this reverence for Scott. So it's an actual like really interesting family dynamic. What I remember from our holiday brackets was we always talked about even when these movies are bad, the family dynamic is actually incredibly compelling. And the fact that a, a show called The Santa Clauses, where he is now still with Elizabeth Mitchell's Mrs. Claus, and they have two kids, and I do not give a shit about the kids because they have given us nothing interesting with them, is actually kind of sad because the whole family angle was kind of the whole point of this series. And they've botched it, unfortunately. And you guys may have to help me out here because I am not I am not as entrenched in the Santa Claus lore as the two of you. Uh, but do we see these kids in Santa Claus 3? I think she's pregnant, right? In the she's third pregnant, one. yes. So but I, we haven't I, met the kids. No. One of no. them is born, I think, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and that was jarring for me because I figured the show would at least involve Charlie in some fashion. Um it seems like Eric Lloyd's scene that we got is it for the show. I think yeah, he's kind of maybe. out. And so that was drawing because I, I really love Elizabeth Mitchell. Tim Allen's, you know, he's he's what you get from Santa Claus. But I have no connection to these kids. And and that family element is very jarring to me uh, because I just don't know them. And we haven't spent any time with them so far in the premiere. Maybe we will later on. Uh, but so far, they just kind of feel like strangers to me. Yeah, I'm assuming we will later on. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end I do feel some connection with them. But it's unf I think it was a bad call to not give us more of that right off the bat. Um, like you said, Keith, it's it was a weird time jump to skip a year in the first two episodes because it felt like that was the time to introduce us to these, you know, like teenage kids who are kind of going through it right now that don't get to see their dad a whole lot. Like that would have been like the time to introduce them. And really, it's just we know that the girl likes animals a lot and we know that the boy likes VR a lot. And the jokes about that are really bad. And that's all we really know about them. And by the end, oh, we want to see the real world. It's like, OK, uh, fine. But I would have liked to know more about that. Yeah, I don't know how they fucked it up so bad. And the most interesting part of the show to me so far has been that the son in his VR world is mowing lawns in Topeka, Kansas. That's actually really interesting because <laughs> yeah. this is a kid that grew up at the North Pole, a magical place. And all he wants to do is mow lawns in Kansas. I feel like we could have explored that a lot more. Uh, but it's like a throwaway line that's played as a joke in the show. 
but then they contradict itself because once they kind of have a family, had like the family meeting and Scott's like, well, I mean, we can, you know, I'm going to retire. That way you kids can go into the real world and all that. And then the, the, and then his daughter's like, but I love it here. That's a great point. That was so jarring to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and I thought it was actually super interesting to see the kids watching other families through the snow globes. I thought that was so cool. That's like a really cool world building moment that they could have explored more. Uh, and But then you're right, Keith, the, the show doesn't feel confident in the story it wants to present to us. Like It feels like the story it really wants to tell us is the story of kids who are raised at the North Pole who have no connection to, the real- to reality and how that kind of tears at them and ruins their childhood. But then it also has to balance the story of being a fun Tim Allen Christmas movie. And those two things feel at odds with each other where it wants to tell us a serious story. Then we have to keep going back for Tim Allen jokes that don't really further the story or the plot in an interesting way. Yeah. It just honestly watching this makes me realize how much lightning in the bottle I think the first two Santa Claus movies were because it is weird to say, but those the subject matter of those movies is actually kind of serious. But they found ways to put in that charm. They put in a bunch of funny jokes. There's like just a a general good vibe to those two movies. And here you're right. It's just at odds with each other. I don't know what's different. Like if this was a movie and they cut out everything, like would this have worked? Maybe. But maybe not. Um, I think maybe, I don't know, those older movies just worked better. And this one is struggling to recreate that magic. Let me ask you guys this. When you found out, because I think we talked about this in our holiday bracket last year, but we all talked about how there was a Santa Claus show coming out on Disney Plus and we were excited for it. What were you hoping to get from this show when you originally heard about it? It There's more questions in my head than like what I wanted. It's like, oh, what are they going to do? You're like... Okay, Elizabeth Mitchell's probably going to come back as his wife. Charlie may maybe come back. Hopefully they'll bring Bernard or Curtis back. You know, or no, Neil. Bernard's coming. We know yeah, Bernard's David coming. Yeah, David Krumholtz might is? be coming back. Yeah, David Krumholtz is going to come back. He's in the um, show. I got to keep watching. I got to keep watching this and show so, then. I got to see Bernard. Yeah, I was more just expecting like characters to come back, I guess. Neil, his ex-wife, maybe have like one last story. Like who... It's probably going to be like a villain, you know, to have some sort of conflict and then they got to overcome it, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting too much. I thought it was going to be another movie. I didn't know it was going to be a show. I didn't know it was going to be a show at all. So that kind of threw me off. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Keith. I think whenever I heard about it, I can't remember if like the initial thought was if it was a movie or a TV show, but either way, I was like, I'm just excited for another one of these. I'm excited to see Tim Allen as Santa Claus again. I'm excited mainly to see that family dynamic because we know he's going to have you know, new children. So how's that going to work when he has Charlie? And I think Lucy might be, she was a huge character in two and three. So I was like, okay, it's going to be fun to see that family dynamic, just revisiting it. Right. Like I said, I mean, the biggest disappointment is they set up the family dynamic in this show and it takes until the very end of episode two to give us anything remotely interesting, which is like the snow globe stuff. And then him like actually announcing his retirement. And it's like, Oh, we're going to go off to the real world. So I don't know. I guess it it could be interesting to see them like return to, you know, not like a place that isn't the North Pole. And what does their life look like? Um, but the idea of like Charlie, Lucy, his ex-wife, Neil not being involved in that, which it, it seems like they won't be because they have not announced those cast members. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem super compelling. So all I was really hoping for is another like kind of fun romp with like a family dynamic. And so far... There's been some cute moments here and there. Like, there's like little glimpses of the charm of this franchise. But, like, we've already said over and over, it's just 
That family dynamic isn't there. I don't care about the kids, which seems weird. It seems like that should have been like the main point of the show. I like the Charlie scene. That was fun, like kind of a bit more mature and interesting. But I don't know. I, I guess I guess it doesn't really matter what I was interested in. I guess it was like Keith. I just wanted to see the characters again. But now that I have at least a lot of them, I I don't think they're doing it the right way, and the pacing's kind of all over the place. Yeah, I I really just wanted. Like a nice little check-in. Like they they established at the beginning, it's been 28 years that Scott Calvin's been Santa Claus. And I just kind of wanted to see where these characters at. I wanted to see where Laura and Neil are at and what does their relationship look like with Scott after almost 30 years of him being Santa Claus. Um, I wanted to see what Lucy is like as an adult. That's the main thing I wanted to see. I wanted to see Lucy again. Yeah, I feel like that was a natural thing. We got kind of a cool moment with the kid that he always sees who made him the soy milk and all that. Um, that was like a nice intro. It, it didn't really hit for me, but I was like, that's kind of a cool take oh, that we see right. her as an adult. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Charlie scene was great. There wasn't enough of it. And then I, I also kind of wanted to see like Wendy the elf, uh, Bernard, who I, I guess is coming, but we haven't seen yet. Like, I just wanted to see the characters that we know. Yeah. And I didn't need this show to tell me like a, a, a drastically new story, but it, it kind of would have been nice if they had just kind of used this as like an update on where all these characters are at 30 years later. I feel you on that. And I don't even hate the angle of like it being his swan song. Like, like you know what? I'm old now. I've done it for 30 years. I'm going to retire. I think that's fine. I don't mind that angle, passing it on to someone else. Obviously, these episodes play with the idea of passing it on to Charlie or one of his kids with uh, Carol. Like, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess I just generally wished it felt more like a check in, like you said. Like, we got some of those things. It just didn't feel like the writing really supported it all that well. And I'm surprised at, some of the other characters not coming back again you know maybe there'll be a surprise in the next four episodes saying four episodes sounds insane oh uh, not looking forward to that but um yeah two more hours baby i just i guess that's the thing now that we've all said it i don't feel like we were asking for a lot we just wanted to check and we wanted that charm we wanted that family dynamic and this show on a premise level has those things but the execution is not there like you said Austin, it doesn't feel super charming the family stuff is the worst it's ever been. It's not the focus, which it should be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just disappointing. And they do actually have a loose thread of Santa trying to compete with Amazon and like our online retailers, <laughs> yeah. which actually could have been like a really interesting premise of, for this show. Uh, like I thought it was actually really cool seeing the pie chart yeah. on Calpen's computer of all the retailers. And then there's, there's like the other, which is Santa Claus. Like, that dynamic of like, I need to compete with these retailers, I, that could have been a really cool show, I think. Or they, yeah, they could have played it that way too, where like, where now Santa Claus is like a known known figure. Everybody actually knows the North Pole and him. It's like, oh, we got we actually are competing with this. That would with at least Santa be Claus. fucking different from every other Christmas movie, yeah. And Scott Calvin was a sales guy before he came oh, Santa yes. Claus. Kind of, right. it kind of makes sense that he would take the North Pole like into the modern age. That would be cool. <laughs> God, we should have written this show. Dang it. Damn. Classic. I mean, I, I, think, we, I think we did it. <laughs> yeah. I think, we covered, yeah. I think we did it. I think we covered the Santa Clauses. <laughs> I will ask one more question before we move on here to the ending, and it's one that I know Keith will be passionate about and Austin will be more perhaps inquisitive about because he's not – the passion is there because you could be more logical. So here's the question I'm going to ask you. If we get a surprise cameo, from Judge Reinhold as Neil. What do you want his sweater to look like? 
Oh, because that's what he's known for over the years. I mean, it's 30 years as Scott keeps telling us. What is his 2022 sweater going to be? Yeah, you say Judge Reinhold, I think sweaters. Um, I actually want it to be a Santa Claus sweater, but I want it to be Tim Allen's Santa Claus on his sweater. Oh, okay. Mm. I like that. I like that. It's a sign that he's finally come around to the fact that Scott is indeed Santa Claus he and he's has. accepted it. Certainly has. Um, you know what? I just want Neil to be a classic Neil and have like the red and diamond, red and green diamond sweater. Mm, a classic for sure. But then have like the MD embroidered on it just to make sure you still know he's Ooh. a psychiatrist. I like that. All right. He must be insufferable at the office. Oh, yeah. I would not hire him. Um, I was going to I guess mine is kind of close to yours, Keith. I was going to say... I wasn't thinking about the classic red and green, like diamond embroidery thing. All I am really wanting is it could be as plain as can be, as long as all over the entire sweater is just like three hundred uh, little and little and little text hashtag Where's Lucy? Because where is she, guys? <laughs> Where'd she go? <laughs> is she alive? <laughs> is Still be in the finale. She's the finale. Uh, can you imagine? And they, she walks in it like she. The last uh, scene of the finale. Uh, is Cal Penn's about to become Santa and she just bursts in the doors at the North Pole and she's like, hold on, it's Santa time. And it's like, oh! <laughs> and then it just goes, Lucy will return in the Santa Clauses season two. There's no way they're getting the second season of this show. <laughs> and are we going to get a flashback to Curtis's funeral? Because I feel like he might be dead. <laughs> I feel Who like Curtis. It's <laughs> Spencer Breslin. That doesn't help me. Uh, Santa Claus 2. That still doesn't help me. <laughs> he was Bernard's assistant in Santa Claus 2. And then, oh, the elf with the glasses? Yes. And then, spoiler alert, uh, I'm not trying to upset you, but they couldn't get David Krumholtz for Santa Claus 3, so Curtis becomes the head elf in Santa Claus 3. Uh, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get to our awards. We already talked about Neil sweaters a whole bunch. So, guys, whew, before we get out of here, let's give our Arnie's Podcast Awards. It's the part of the show before we close out where we take something can be positive, can be negative, just something that deserves an extra special shout out. So what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to give uh, my most anticipated award. And it's because I found out live on this episode you did. that David Krumholtz is reviving his role as Bernard, which Hell means... Yeah. I'm going to keep watching the show because yes! I got to see Bernard. Yes! I got to yes. see this. Actually, I'm probably just going to wait until my friend Matt texts me and says, hey, I'll, I'll David Crumholz <laughs> was on the Santa Clauses this week and know. I'll just go watch that episode. <laughs> I'm going to give the, well, okay, let me start off this way. There's a lot of characters we said we wanted back. That was Lucy, of course. Of course. Curtis, Bernard, which we're getting. But there's one we forgot. Mm. The father-in-law. Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin? Arkin? Yes. And I'm going to give the Dodge, the Dodge the Bullet Award to Mr. Alan Arkin for not being in the show. Can you do your impression of him from Santa Claus 3 that always makes me laugh? Oh, yes. So you're the big guy. <laughs> Golly, what a fucking flick. Wow, can you guys believe we didn't talk about like the council of like legendary figures where like in Santa Claus 2 he met with the Easter Bunny, Mother Nature, Father Time. Oh, yeah. Are they okay? Are they dead like Curtis? Are they all sharing the same coffin or something? This show doesn't care. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give myself an award, and it's for the Happiest Boy Award, and it's whenever I went to a drive-in theater in the year of our Lord, 2006, and I watched Happy Feet, and then the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause came on after, and I could not have been happier. 
I was probably like 10 or 11 years old and I was just in heaven. I'm in that auntie award and give a fourth award today. And it's going to be the happiest boy award to uh, myself as a 26 year old man watching the Santa Claus 2 because that's a good movie. It's a good movie. Keith, would you like to give yourself a happiest boy award for some time in your life where you watch Santa Claus content? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I guess I should, right? I mean, <laughs> I think you should. I think you should. <laughs> I will give the happiest boy award to the moment whenever my dad told me to turn this show off <laughs> when we were five minutes into it. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. And that's I was a good like, one. Hell yeah, let's turn this shit off and watch Andor instead. All right, well, shout out to your dad, Keith. And with that, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss our upcoming content. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend, you'd really appreciate that to continue to grow the show. Please leave us reviews as well. Even if you don't want to write anything, leaving us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts really does help us out. At the Arnie's is our social, and the Arnie's.media is the website. We'll be back next Tuesday for our third and final episode covering Andor. Can't wait for that. It's almost time to talk about the finale and our hopes for season two. And of course, in the weeks following Andor, we will return to our holiday content, everybody. Do not worry. We're going to be talking about the new David Harbour movie, Violet Night which Keith and I saw a trailer for for the first time when we saw Halloween ends in theaters. And that trailer was by far like the most fun part of that experience. I can't wait to see that. And yes, like our Halloween bracket, we are going to be doing our third holiday movie bracket the week after that. So there's more holiday stuff on the way. I can't wait. Lastly, we want to hear from you guys. So please send us a message on Instagram at the Arnie's or email us thearniesmedia at gmail.com. What did you think of the Santa Clauses? Would you be afraid if Tim Allen came down your chimney? Can we stop the VR jokes? Please. Anything you say, we'll read on the show and react to it live on our latest episode. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm just going to be transparent here. I've not laughed this hard in a long time. The show is really bad. I hope you enjoyed our episode (laughs) talking about it. And in the meantime, guys, look forward to more mature and evolved content next week when we talk about the finale of Andor. See you then, and happy fucking holidays. (laughs) See ya. Where's Lucy? Lucy! Lucy!